This is episode two on phlebitis, bacterial, chemical, and mechanical. Oh my. Our guest today is Irma Sivieri. She's the clinical coordinator at the South Shore Hospital Vascular Access Team. Um, Irma has an MS and just newly acquired, congratulations, BSN, CRN, and VABC. Irma, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Good to have Glad you. Glad to be here. Thanks. Glad to be here. <laughs> We're going to be talking a little bit about phlebitis today. Uh, it seems like it's, from what I understand, it's like the most common complication we will see with infusion therapy. Can you tell me something about phlebitis, what it is? So okay. the phlebitis is an, an, an inflammation of the vein, and they cause redness, pain, and uh, discomfort up the side. So this is pretty much what um, the signs of the phlebitis, and we can see phlebitis even for hours that the, the, the IV is placed. Mm-hmm. So it, so it can happen pretty quickly after yes. a catheter is placed. Yes. Does yes. it happen just with our peripheral catheters, or do we also see it with central catheters? What is the more we, common? So we see um, more common in a peripheral line because now um, the dilution of the mass is high in a central line, in the midline. But the peripheral IVs um, is more is high rate of phlebitis. And yes. that would be, as you're saying, the dilution or the because it's a central device or even with the midline, which is a peripheral device, it's going into a larger vein. So exactly. it's further diluted by the bloodstream exactly. and less chances of phlebitis. And, and what we, we, we see as a, as a the vascular access team, I think one of our, our goals is to give the patient the right line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... That is important when we decide the device that we are going to use in our patients, and that will determine the complications that we will have. So if I have a patient with a very poor access, and they have one vein left, and that's the vein they're going to use for multiple antibiotics, I will think that that's going to be a probably a phlebitis. Mm-hmm. That's probably not the right, the right line for my patient. So we can start as a vascular access team, that's, that's a, one, a way to prevent some of these complications, including phlebitis. Okay, that does make a, a lot of sense. So we have several types of phlebitis, though, and yes. um, I guess just because it's alphabetical order, order, we start with bacterial. What causes us to get a bacterial phlebitis? Well, the, the, the bacterial phlebitis is more associated when uh, the poor techniques and the poor uh, hand hygiene, the clean of the skin. Sometimes when we see the nurses, especially in the ER, and, and I love the ER nurses, mm-hmm. sometimes they rush a little bit when they clean in the skin. Mm-hmm. The septic techniques have to be perfect. We have to clean when, when uh, the chloracetine or when alcohol and let it dry to allow a clean side. Okay. And then all our equipment have to be not touching the, the bed, not contaminated, mm-hmm. because that's really what is the, the cause of the um, bacteria, phlebitis. And we see it very quick. We see it 12 hours, 24 hours, and we start to see the pain and the rhinitis at the, at the side. Okay. 
So when it's, sometimes when it's that quick, it's, uh, it's uh, related a lot of times with the bacteria. Um, then there's chemical phlebitis. And what can we see that, that could be contributing factors to chemical phlebitis? In, for the chemical phlebitis, this is more related, Michelle, to uh, the stuff that we put it through the IV. Mm -hmm. So that's related to the pH and the osmolarity of the medication. Okay. If I have this little vein in the hand and I can upon 1,500 milligrams of vancomycin, it's probably it's going to cause the chemical phlebitis. Mm -hmm. It is it's used. It's, it's too much concentration for that, the vein. For a small vein with that little bit of a blood flow in it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, and the signs are the same, but it's, it's more related to um, the, the osmolarity and, and the rate of infusion, too, mm -hmm. because sometimes we see that we're going to run 900 cc's for a bolus, and after the two or three hours, the IV is gone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, some of the medications that we can see that probably are more common to causing chemical phlebitis. Yes. So, do you see so anything we, more commonly? Yes. Well, I think we are familiar with potassium. Potassium mm -hmm. is very irritated with the veins. Um, and, and now some of the antibiotics, like one antibiotic, we see two or three antibiotics at the same time. Okay. So this is, um, yeah, this causes irritation in the vein. And um, I want to say also like promethazine, do you often see that even given IV? I, we haven't seen that here, but uh, what we have is organized an algorithm to see what, the, what medications can go through peripheral IVs, what medications can go through a midline, and what medications need to be administrated by central line because, um, because the pH related with pH and osmolarity. That's very handy then. It makes it much easier yes. to know. If, yes. you're, if the medication is going through the accept, acceptable route. Yes. Very yes, good. because it's, it's a, it's, when we're talking about any of the um, dopamine, when we're talking about high concentrations of potassium, when we're talking three antibiotics, we, we were thinking this patient needs something else. Mm -hmm. This patient needs more the peripheral line. They need uh, a midline, a central line. So it's more related, it's very related to the osmolarity of the medication. And, and what we try to do is avoid that complication, avoid that phlebitis. We perfectly put in, can put in IVs, but then we would change the IVs every 24 hours. Right. Because we, the IV won't hold that kind of osmolarity or pH. So choosing the proper device for the proper therapy is a big way that, that, to prevent. That's the key. That's the, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. And mechanical, that just really comes to mind too, mechanical phlebitis, when you're talking about the right device and the, the placement of the device. Um, that yes. can certainly cause a mechanical phlebitis. Yes. And so, so now you imagine, exactly, you, you imagine is the catheter going in and out, in and out of the vein, and use that movement will cause the irritation. Mm -hmm. of the vein. So you will see a special in the, in the anticubal area, a special in, in the rest. You will see that, that every time that the patient moves the arm, 
because it will go in and out. And that's related to the type of securement device that we use. Mm -hmm. Because if we use only tape, that will be allowed to that movement of the catheter in and out of the vein. And that would, this is what we call uh, a mechanical fibrosis. Uh, it would also contribute to bacterial. If you're moving the catheter in and out of, uh, of the skin, it can drag yeah. bacteria with it as well. Because that's the other thing, Michelle. Sometimes what we see is a combination mm. of the device. There is one other one, too, and I'm not sure that everybody even thinks about this, especially if we just remove a catheter and send a patient on their way going home, and that's the post-infusion phlebitis. Yes. What, yes. what is that? So what we see is like a late reaction mm -hmm. of what we, uh, we, of the patient has. So even if the catheter is out, the intima of the vein was already damaged. And that will, this is what we will say, post-infusion. Okay. You, we don't see it that much. This is one of the kinds that we, we see it like in, in 2% of our patients. Okay. But it is as dangerous as any other kind. And it, this is where our teaching for the patient, their significant others, caregivers, really need to be taught very well on what to look for as far as this complication it could go. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's part of yeah. Because oh. when we place the IV, that's is, is, is kind of is part of as a vascular axis We will say, um, eh, please let us know if, if you have pain, if you have standard, if you have erythema swelling, anything around the IV side, and that's part of of education, yes. Right, and while they're in the hospital and that catheter is present, I can imagine they would think that more quickly than they would if they were home and, you yes. know, that doesn't feel quite yes. right, they wouldn't think there's really a problem. So they need to be very well aware that they could have a complication occur up to three, four days later. Yes. And then, and then Michelle, I think, the, I think the most important thing is uh, we as a nurses, we know our use it's not just the skill. Mm -hmm. It's not just the skill that we go, place the IV, and we're done. Mm -hmm. We are nurses when all are critical thinking, evaluate the patient for the right device, educate the patient, and track all our complications. Because our team, or any IV team, or any IV nurse, we will say, um, well, I, we place, uh, 200 big lines a, a month, or we place 1,000 IVs every six months. It's not just the numbers. Mm -hmm. They have to be related with the care that we do after, how we track our complications, and how we address to improve what we, we have done wrong. Yep, that, as you said, the whole critical thinking part that goes yes. with being a nurse. Yeah, yeah. When being a nurse. What are some of the signs and symptoms that we will see when there is a phlebitis? So I think the more, um, one of the, the bigger signs is pain. Mm -hmm. And I say that to the nurses. I do the education here for all the nurses when they come to the hospital and do new grad. And I say to them, it doesn't matter if you can flash the line. It doesn't matter you have a good blood return. If the patient complains the pain, the IV have to come out. 
Okay. Yes. So that is, is, is very important because the patient sometimes, we don't see what is coming, mm-hmm. but the patient already feeling it. Pain can be one of the earliest indications that we have a complication right. occurring. So, yeah. Yes. And yeah. then you will see the swelling, the redness around the, the, the side. Sometimes you see this is hard to touch. Mm-hmm. Yes, you see a little hard to touch. And sometimes in, in, in a state, what we do in the hospital, we follow the INS for the state of phlebitis. So a state is for one to four. And each state has different signs and symptoms. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the INS phlebitis scale, correct? Yes. Yep. This is what we do. And we document it over that scale. Okay. So once the nurse is documenting the IV, we follow INS um, scale. Okay. And um, if anybody's curious, that can be found in the standards of practice, and I believe there's also a policy and procedure book that INS puts out that we do have that scale located as well. Um, So when we see these symptoms, the patient has said, I'm having pain, What what, what is done? What is the first thing a nurse should do? The nurse have to weigh the IV. So the way that we evaluate the IV is uh, we stop infusion if it's something that's running, mm-hmm. and then if and we flash the IV. Then the soon you flash the IV, the patient will be able to tell you if it's painful mm-hmm. or if it's not, or you can see. So you have to really see Go see the patient, see the IV, see the side, evaluate the dress, and, um, and flash the IV. That's the if, if Now, if the patient, if you see signs of phlebitis, the first thing that you do is to see the, the catheter. Okay. You take DC it out. See the catheter. Yes. Take it out. Take it out. And then what INS recommend for every kind of phlebitis is day one to four is one compress. Mm-hmm. So we put one complex of heat, so the heat will alleviate the, the pain and the edema in the veins. Okay. So we pump heat for 20 minutes every four hours. Okay. Yeah. And so um, you've also let then the, the practitioner know that this is going on, and then you need to evaluate whether or not the therapy can continue, or if something different should be done. So what we do here is. In phase one and two, we DC the IV, we pull the IV out, and we pump heat. In phase three and four, the nurses have to take a picture of the side mm-hmm. and follow an incident report. Okay. Follow an incident report. And um, because that's the way that we can keep a record of our phlebitis in an infiltration, and we do the same with an infiltration. In stage three and four, have to be an incident report and have to be a picture in the chart. That's a good thing to know. What we do is uh, we have a way that every time that the nurse documenting that the big line, the the IV is um, uh, red or painful or have the signs of the virus, the EPIC capture all that documentation, and they give us a monthly report okay. of our phlebitis. Yes. So then you know what your overall rates of phlebitis exactly. are in your facility. That's, exactly. that's very good. Yeah. That's the way that we can improve. When we know where we are, 
And that's the way that we can say how we can improve our rates, how we can improve what we're doing. Exactly. exactly. So we, yeah, so we do a, a monthly report. This is not to say, you see what you did, now you just... What we try to do is follow how the patient improves or how the patient is getting worse. Mm-hmm. So at the next day, we can look and say, look the patient and say, if this patient is getting worse, we have to do something else. Or the provider is, is getting better and the patient is getting better. And in some of the cases, when we, because we review all the incidents report. Mm-hmm. Is the, the, the nurse need more education. The nurse didn't recognize the phlebitis. The nurse didn't recognize the infiltration and let it go after be a level four. Mm-hmm. Why that happened? Yeah. So that is not really try to punish the nurse or try to, what we follow these patients is to improve care. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's very good. Very good. So in conclusion, then, do you have anything else you would like to tell us about or um, summarize? What I I think is that we have to consider every IV insertion as as this is not just placing an IV. Every time that we break the skin, this is a risk of infection. So we have to be sure that what we do in front of the from the step one, have to be how need to be done. Mm-hmm. We cannot can cut corners because it's just an IV. So exactly. what is the problem? Everybody get an IV when they get the uh-huh. So it is just an IV. The complications of life providers that we're talking today, we have the patients that they have to come back to the OR for a fasciotomy mm-hmm. or they have to have, I mean, the, the complications are real. Exactly. The complications are real, and we see these patients back to the hospital for something completely preventable for the, for the nursing standpoint. So it's our responsibility every time that we place an IV to do whatever needs to be done to do it right. It's our job. We, if we cause a phlebitis, a bacterial phlebitis, because we didn't clean our hands, before placing a V, or we, uh, we didn't use gloves, it's on us. That's right. Yes. So this is preventable, and we just, um, it, 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 is, it, it shouldn't happen. I mean, you, you will, sometimes the mechanical providers and the, and the chemical providers happen, but if we can prevent, um, it's in our hands. Okay, well, Irma, thank you so much for speaking with us today and shedding some light on this very important preventable complication of infusion therapy of phlebitis. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. I'm humbled to be able to share what we do here.